welcome to the Business of You podcast, the show dedicated to helping service entrepreneurs build a better brand to grow a bigger business. I'm your host, Michelle Griffin, and I'm here each week empowering you to put yourself out there, sharing actionable tips and inspiring stories so you can create your personal brand, grow your dream business, and build your future, all while making more income and more impact doing exactly what you love. I'm super excited you're here. Now let's get going with today's show. Welcome everyone. It's so good to have you back. I'm your host, Michelle Griffin, and I am so excited to have my friend and LinkedIn connection who goes all the way back from January. We've known each other a good four or five months and he's amazing. He is Florian DeCluck all the way from the Phil, are you in the Philippines or Thailand? Thailand, Thailand. Thailand, sorry. Well, welcome to St. Maria. I know I'm terrible at geography, I promise you. Good to have you here. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now, Florian, and how are you helping people with focus? That's the topic of today. Thanks for having me first. I've been really, really happy to be one of the founding guests of this podcast. Why I would define myself is as a teacher and a focus strategist. What I notice is People just struggle focusing on something and not just focusing on what they're doing right now, but having like a guiding path in their lives. What I help people do is have a strategy for focusing, how to set a vision, how to set up a system to help them focus better and make this this vision come true so that they are better able to focus on the moment. Well, one of the reasons you're the founding member, I guess, Florian, is because this is an area I admit that I struggle with. Focus. I have someone, I'm a creative idea, aider, and a builder. I I guess you could say I sometimes suffer from shiny object syndrome, wanting to do all the things which I know is not good because it gets you nowhere. You're spinning like a hamster wheel. Is that why you decided to hone in on focus and make this part? of what you do and I know you have a course coming out. Tell us a little bit why this is such a huge problem for our audience and personal brands and solopreneurs and many people. To tell you a bit more about my background, I was a language teacher. As such, I interacted with lots of people, especially teenagers or young adults. One thing that did shock me was the moment I said, okay, let's take a break, they would just grab their phone and go on Instagram, like right there, not even like trying to wind down or something. They would just look for a distraction and just in general i see people on the street everywhere being so distracted like unable to focus in the moment unable to focus on a conversation unable to focus in class i think it's just a big problem and as an educator i'm thinking what is the one thing i can do what is the one thing i can teach to help people and i thought if i can get more people to focus if i can help them focus more on what they're doing and have more of a direction that will help them decide what they want to do, then it's going to be more impactful. That's why I actually developed my first online course, Flowing Focus, which was really on on June 1st. And that's my story. That is great. This is perfect for our audience. You know, we're all here as professionals to build our personal brands, get out there, get better known and recognized to get results. What I'm hearing you say is in the context of the business world, focus is pretty much the secret sauce to success. Because if you don't have focus, you're not moving forward every day. With that being said, what are some of the reasons, ways you're seeing people being unfocused in the business world, entrepreneurial world? I think we've all had the same experience, right? When you're trying to build a personal brand, there are just so many options out there. Ever since the internet was invented, there have just been so many 
great ways to do it, so many great ways to use it. And in the context of personal branding, there's just so many good ways to build a personal brand. You can choose to go for Instagram, you can choose to go for LinkedIn, Facebook, you can use YouTube, you can use TikTok. But the thing is, because all those exciting opportunities, you just want to try everything because you don't want to fully commit to one because you're like, okay, but what if I commit to LinkedIn, but it doesn't work out? then I'm naked. Just in case, I'm going to do everything. But here's the thing. If you look at the most successful influencers or personal, like the people with the strongest personal brand, they all started with one channel. Mm -hmm. They all started doing one thing, right? For example, like I take the example of LinkedIn. Two of the most, of the strongest personal brands I see out there is Austin Belchak and Justin Welsh, right? They just focus on one thing, it's LinkedIn, you know, and then they have some secondary, they have some secondary social media, but, you know, they just focus on these things. And because of that, they, and not only focus on one media, but they focus on one thing. They only talk about that one thing. And because they talk about that one thing, they just become the reference for it. And they become really, really good at it because, because they're so focused on it. They spend every, all the time they have, they just spend it at being better at honing their skills in their niche and at being better at conveying their message on LinkedIn. That's why focus is so important because, you know, we all have 24 hours in a day. If you take away sleep, it's about like what, 16 hours. Okay. If you take away other things, let's say you have eight hours to work on your personal brand, you even five hours on that personal brand. You can choose to spend those five hours working on LinkedIn, or you can choose to spend like one hour on LinkedIn, one hour on TikTok, one hour on Facebook, one hour on Instagram, one hour on YouTube. Just right here, if you focus on one thing, you just get five times as much done as if you just spread yourself. That's number one. The other thing is if you spread yourself, what's going to happen is you're going to be super busy. There's no doubt about it. But on top of that, you're probably not going to see any results because you're not going to spend enough time on each platform to see the results. Because personal brands, especially in the beginning, it takes a lot of work. It's mostly like people hours, right? It's not so much the money you have, it's how much time you have to actually engage and build that community. You're going to work a long time, but you're not going to see the results. So you're going to feel terrible about yourself because you're going to be like, how is that even possible? I'm putting in all these hours and I have nothing to show for it. And because of that, you will be a lot likelier to quit. That's why it's just so important to focus and focus on one thing just because it's might be more risky, but then in the long run, your chances of success are a lot higher. No, that's great. You're so right to, to illustrate Justin and he is out there focused on one idea, one message and really one audience, the power of one will keep you right. focused. I agree. That's what I advocate for to get the best traction. You get the traction when you, you do that, but do you need to be focused on the consistency? Wouldn't you say consistency as you were illustrating, giving up so quickly, you're never going to get there. Focus is also the daily work. Would you say? Definitely. It starts with a vision. You need to know what you want exactly. Posting for the sake of it, you won't have any direction. To give you an example on my LinkedIn journey, I started off on January 1st. At first I gave myself three months. I'm going to be like, I'm going to take three months. I'm going to give LinkedIn a chance. I'm only going to do LinkedIn and I'm going to post every single day, no matter what. That was my plan. I hadn't like zeroed in on a niche so far, but to me it was about getting started on LinkedIn. 
your focus it can't just be a process. You can't just say, you know what, I'm going to focus on picking up that habit and doing it every single day until it becomes natural. But the key here is that you set yourself a time limit because you're not saying like, oh, I'm going to do it forever or I'm going to do it until I don't feel like it. You say, no, I'm going to do it for three months. And then after three months, you sit down and you evaluate what went well, what didn't go well. Should I double down? Should I continue the way I'm doing it? Should I scale back or should I just give up? Maybe you give up, that's 100% fine, but at least you gave that opportunity a fair chance. And that's what's important because that's how you don't have any regrets because you gave it your best shot. Yeah. Writing this down, having parameters, not just blindly doing something sounds like ideal. I know you're going to give us your three. The whole premise of uh, the business of you is to have actionable, achievable advice and stories from subject matter experts. I know we're coming up and giving us your three things in just a bit. So I don't want to spoil any of that. If someone hears this today and like, you know what? That's so me. I'm doing too many things, too many social media platforms. I just need to be focused. What's the best, and I know that's a big topic to do. I mean, you have a whole course on it. What are the first steps to get started with changing that mindset and starting to be focused? That's a great question, actually. But the first thing you need to focus on is, I keep saying this, but it's where do you want to be? What is your vision? Imagine you're a ship captain. Before you even step on that ship, the first thing you want to know is where am I going? So this is the very same thing with your journey. You want to know where you want going. You want to know what you want the story of your life and your business to be like in, let's say, five years. Why is it so important? Because then you're going to have all those opportunities, right? People are going to show up. Oh, you know, you should do YouTube. Oh, you should be on this podcast. Oh, you should uh, start LinkedIn Live. Oh, you should do X, Y, and Z. If you have a direction, you have something against which you can evaluate all those opportunities. Instead of just blindly taking the opportunity and saying, oh, that's interesting, I'll give it a try. You can say, okay, I want to be the number one personal brand for, I don't know, swimming pools or swimming pools in three years. Does being on the cookie podcast help me towards that goal? Probably not. That's a complete waste of time. I'm not going to do it. Does being in the swimming pool podcast help me? Yeah, I should probably spend a lot of energy doing it, uh, trying to pursue that opportunity because that's definitely something I want to be on because that's where the people I want to communicate with, the people I want to reach to hang out. This is something I should spend more focus on. So because you have that guiding path, you know exactly what is going to help you along that path and what is going to slow you down. It gives you a standard against which you can evaluate every single opportunity that comes your way. And so as a result, all the activity, all the noise around you, you kind of forget about it and you kind of have a tunnel mm -hmm. and you kind of see what is useful and what is not useful. And that's exactly where you want to be. Oh, that's really good. And I think a lot of people make that mistake. I see that with marketing, with branding, you just get out there and there's no clear strategy around it. You know, focus right. and strategy go hand in hand. Like we need to know our whys and our vision and what we're trying to attain. I think that's where we get unfocused. I know social media plays a huge role in building our brands, but also taking it away from our subject, our right. what we're known for and what we need to be doing. Before we jump in your three big tips and ideas, what are your practical tips on social media? Because that's a huge problem for most people. What are your ideas there? I would say for the number one mistake that people make is that people go to social media without like, I would say reactively, meaning people go to social media and they say, you know what, I'm just going to check it out. Instead, a good way to manage your social media use is first of all, you time box it. 
So you could say from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. I'm going to be on social media and that's it for the day. Then you kind of log out of everything and you forget about it. And then have a checklist, have an action plan of what am I going to do on social media? For example, for me on LinkedIn, first thing I do is I look at my notifications on my posts, comment on the post, then I look at the messages, answer the messages, then I post, then I monitor people commenting on my posts so that I can keep them engaged and at the same time I'd comment on other people's posts. Every single time I step on LinkedIn, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. The moment I know I'm done with what I'm supposed to do or I ran out of time, I just don't touch it anymore. And not only I don't touch it, but I also make it difficult to access because one of the reasons why social media is so attractive is that it's just so easy. It doesn't take any energy to your brain and your brain, whenever it has nothing to do, it's going to default to the least energy consuming activity possible. And usually that's either TV, Netflix or social media. That's why it's so easy to get sucked into social media because it's just really easy to access. One thing you can do is just make it more difficult to access. Log out of all your social media, take it away from your phone. I can only access social media from your computer. One extreme thing I did with my wife when I was addicted to Facebook, I actually asked her to change my password and not tell me what the password was uh, until detoxing us to actually use Facebook more like proactively. So, you know, there are lots of different ways, but just realize it's not your fault. These things are designed to make you addictive. Yeah. It's not your fault and just come in with a plan and you'll be able to tame the monster. That's really great. And I agree that I pick up my phone too when I'm bored. I'm guilty. One of the things that I think is a great idea and I need to do is also most of us use our uh, phones as our alarm clock. It's real easy when you're turning off your phone, your alarm clock to pick it up and go, I wonder who's next. We get the dopamine hit. So they're addictive and the dopamine hit. That's a whole another context for another day. It's a huge problem. Watching the documentary, The Social Dilemma on Netflix will definitely make you start thinking. I, I highly recommend that to everyone. Uh, it's an eye opener. It's a total eye opener. And before we get into your three things, I keep alluding and teasing, but you got super serious because a lot of our listeners here are really on LinkedIn all the time, building their personal brands or thought leadership. You and I met early in January because you were part of the 365 challenge, still are wanting to become more visible and consistent on LinkedIn. And, and side note, thankfully you did, because look at all the <laughs> value you're bringing to us and how yes. you've evolved as a brand and, and your course. But I want to know, because I know you get a lot of engagement. How do you manage focusing on the work you're trying to do to build your course, help your people, but also be present on LinkedIn, answering those comments, building that brand? Where do we uh, draw the line? What's the sweet spot in the balance there? Well, I guess it depends for everyone. Like I've tested several systems and then I just found the current one, which works best for me right now. I'm going to share with you my system, but don't just copy it because mm -hmm. you know, what works for me doesn't necessarily work for you. I'm active on LinkedIn at two times of the day. I'm active in the morning. I'm active in the evening. The reason being I'm in Thailand. I'm 11 hours ahead of the East Coast and most of my audience is in the US. So pretty much if I try to engage or hang out with people at middle of the day for me, I'm pretty much wasting my time. What I do is I wake up relatively early at 5 a.m. and then I would post at 6 a.m. every day and then I would spend until 7 a.m. in the morning. So about an hour in the morning catching up on stuff. And then I will repeat the same process in the evening. So from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., I post at 6 p.m. and then spend one hour. And that's pretty much it for my activity on LinkedIn. I just make sure I stick to those hours. 
because otherwise if you're not disciplined about that it's just going to eat your life because the thing is just designed to keep feeding you notifications and you'll always feel like you're missing out on something so yeah just be super disciplined with your hours if you want to spend more time on linkedin that's totally fine because at the end of the day if you're super active on linkedin and you spend your whole day there at one point, you have to do something outside of LinkedIn to keep contributing to the conversation. You know, if you want to keep posting interesting stuff, you have to be like experimenting things or like reading something because otherwise you just run out of content. Don't let it overwhelm you. Time box it. Like for me, I do it like two hours a day, one hour in the morning, one hour in the evening. But at the end of the day, do what works best for you. No, that's good. And you're so right about the notification. See, my personality is like, I'm very responsive and I hate not replying to people. It drives me insane. And I'm sure they have designed the app like that. I guess I'm thinking, is it rude not to reply to people notifications? And I think, cause in the morning, like I I'm ready to go. I, sometimes I can't have the time if I've got early calls to just get on and start answering all these notifications. I like your strategy. I know it's different for everybody. You're saying time box, pick an hour, even like maybe half an hour, morning, noon, and night or something, but whatever works for you. And, and even that day might be a little bit different, but the overall theme you're telling me is have a purpose, have a plan on LinkedIn and a schedule. This is really good. Well, I appreciate that because a lot of our listeners are LinkedIners and they're trying to grow their brand, but there's a balance. So perfect. We're at the uh, part of the interview where I am super excited to hear your top three actionable and achievable tips that we can just take away and focus on the stuff you're going to tell us. Please do share now. What are they? Uh, I would say the number one thing, I mentioned it a couple times in the interview, but the first thing is to have a vision. Like know where you want to go. I'm not going to elaborate on it because I elaborated on it previously, but pretty much if you don't know where you want to go, it's going to be really hard for you to know exactly what you're supposed to do. That brings me to the second point, which is clarity. What I do, I schedule, I have like granular goals, right? I take my vision, I break it down into yearly goals. I break it down into quarterly goals, monthly goals, weekly goals, and so on until I get like daily goals. The reason I have daily goals and weekly goals is that my number one obsession is clarity. Clarity means like I want to know exactly what I'm supposed to do today. Because the reason is if we're not 100% clear about what we're supposed to do, we're going to go off, we're going to default to the least energy consuming activity, which is social media, essentially. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, and social media usually with some very rare exceptions, it doesn't help you move forward towards your goal, right? The thing is you want to walk in every single day knowing exactly what you're supposed to do. It can be two types of things. It can be either like a process. So I'm going to post on LinkedIn once a day, or I'm going to post on LinkedIn once today. I'm going to talk to three people. Uh, I'm going to send like five direct messages or something, or it can be a more like tangible thing. By the end of today, I'm going to have finishing it one. That will be more of a, like an outcome goal. So that's why it's really important to have clarity because also the time that you're spending trying to figure out what to do next, it's time that you're not, it's time and energy that you're not using towards actually doing it. So if you have a checklist and you have an action plan and you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing at every hour, then you will be able to dedicate 100% of your energy towards actually getting the work done, which means you have better focus, you'll work faster and you'll do better quality work. The third thing is to have an accountability partner because visions like long-term goals, you have ups and downs. Like I'm sure since January, you have times like, you know, you feel you can walk on water and <laughs> you're thinking like, why did I even start this thing? But the thing is you want to have someone to keep you accountable. I meet my accountability partner on over the phone, like every week. 
And pretty much what we do is like we check in with each other. What did you do last week? Uh, what went well? What didn't go well? Why didn't it go well? Why didn't you reach your objectives? Things like this. Because I have that meeting every week, I know I need to do get something done because if I don't do anything, I don't want to walk into that meeting and say, oh, by the way, I didn't do anything this week. I don't want to disappoint my accountability partner. It's really important to have someone to keep you accountable, to help you stay on track. And you can pick anyone. It can be like a family member. It can be a colleague. It can be a friend. The number one criteria is it's someone who shouldn't be afraid of being mean to you. In the sense that sometimes you have friends that are like, oh yeah, don't worry, you're fine. You didn't do anything this week. It's okay. You'll do better next week or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't want that guy. <laughs> you want that person to say, you're disappointing me. Why didn't you do anything <laughs> last, last week? Not, not because you want them to like make you feel terrible about yourself, but you want them to call you out if yes. you are really out of line. And so it's a very fine balance between like they're mean in the short term, but they want the best for you in the long run. And so. For this reason, they're not afraid to call you out when they need to. Oh, that's so true. Because, you know, if we rely on our spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, parents, whatever, siblings, right. oh, you're fine. Yeah, you're right. That person is gold. That person will keep you real. That's exactly right. what we want in a nice, dignified way. Well, those are great strategies as a focus strategy. These are wonderful. I'm just real curious, without going into too much detail and spilling your secrets and your course, is this something you get really granular on in this course that's launched? If a course is designed to share with you all the principles of focus and then like help you apply it to your life, so it's going to be, it's going to be a course. It's not going to be the typical course where I just give you a system and say, okay, have fun with it. It's going to be a course where you're going to have to do a lot of work in the sense, like I'm going to ask you lots of questions and then you're going to have to find the answers for yourself. It's going to start with like setting your own vision and then how do you set up your systems? How do you find your accountability partner and how do you manage like all those interruptions and all those distractions that interfere with your daily progress and your activities. That's what the flowing focus is all about. I can't wait to check that out because like I said, I have a problem with focus and can I be a little honest here? I once bought a course called, it was on productivity or focus or something and I never finished it. You can tell I'm a really good case <laughs> study for you. And the problem was in that course, it was too big. It was too much. And we just have too many things. I'm sure your course is very focused and, and helped us get in and out. That's the main thing is if we can't get in and out quickly on some things, if things are just too cumbersome, we're going to drop them and just right. forget it. I look forward to hearing more about that. Well, this has been so amazing and just given me some strategic tactical strategy and tactics on how to manage my time, social media in particular, and LinkedIn. We're going to have all these ideas, all these tips in the show notes. So if you haven't been taking notes, no worries. As we close out today, I've enjoyed every minute. I always ask my guests because I'm accumulating and putting all these together, there's some wisdom coming out. What is your favorite saying or personal mantra that you wanna share with the listeners here? Oh, my personal mantra right now is never stop learning. I'm a teacher, I'm in the learning space. Focus is definitely important, but at the end of the day, like at the core, you need to always be willing to put yourself out there, challenge yourself and learn something new. This is true when you're building your personal brand, it's true when you're building a business, it's true when you're taking on a new job, if you're like getting into college. Never stop learning, ask questions, ask for help, pick up that book, read things. Again, like I said, ask for help. People are just ridiculously helpful when you ask them. So yeah, never stop learning. That's perfect for you. Well, thank you so much. Well, if we want to learn more about you and find about your course, tell us where we can find you. 
Right. You can find my course on uh, Gumroad. You can also find me on uh, LinkedIn. My name is Florian Declut. My name is a bit difficult to pronounce, but I'm sure you will see me commenting very often on uh, Michelle's content as well. <laughs> And we're going to have all these links in the show notes. So no worrying about how to spell it. Um, we'll have a direct link. And I would highly recommend people follow you for your content, even if you're just getting on LinkedIn or been there a while, because your comment, your stuff is very focused. Your words, you get to the point, not a lot of it's so much insight. Perfect example, as I've told you, someone I'm so thankful has come out of lurker mode for back then. And now is a top content creator getting so much engagement. It can happen to anyone if you're focused and have a one focus, one message, anyone can do it if they're intentional and don't give up. Florian, Absolutely. I can't thank you enough for staying up late on your end to share your wisdom and your nuggets about focus. Appreciate it. And I can't wait to have you back on again, or maybe on the LinkedIn live version of the show. Thanks again. And I will work hard on my focus. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You know, we definitely need more impactful entrepreneurs like you out there. So if you'd like to learn more about how I can help you build your personal brand to grow your business, please check out yourbrandyourbusiness.com. And until next time, you have a brand to build, a message to share, and people to impact. Now go put yourself out there and watch the business of you grow.